Yo, 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 it's your boy Joe. And it's your boy Greg. And, and we, we are the Cold Pilots. From coast to coast, we do the most. So what's your flight? And whatever it is, we, we got, got you covered. So yeah, man, so it just been crazy. So what's been up with you this, uh, what you got going on this weekend, man? Like, you know, uh, what some of your plans is, man? And like, what you know, let's talk about it. Well, man, outside of work, man, it's been sports, sports, and most sports, man. You know, I just watched my little nephew you know, they had a baseball game. Shout out to the Wilson Wolf Pack. They um won the game yesterday against a Pittsburgh High School. It was 8-6, Okay, that's what's man. up, though, man. Great game, up. man. You know, I love going out there watching those kids play, man. That's what's up, man. You know, for me, man, you know, it's just been chilling, working, man. I'm trying to recover from a broke tibia, man. You know, man, it's one of those things that it kind of sucks, you know, when you've been so, you've been down. Um, and you not not used to being down, so you gotta rely on people. So you know, just recovering. You know, I'm always watching sports, man. My my, my TV stay on. Undisputed, First Take, um, Get Up, uh, First Thing First. Um, every all the sports networks, man. Sports shows I'm watching, man. So I'm, I'm so locked in. And speaking of that, man, we're gonna go right into um, Jaguar free agency, man. You know, it's been a big thing. You know, watching the Jaguars. As you know, the Jaguars. They finished nine and eight this season. They had an outstanding season. Doug Peterson, man, I can't, you can't, you can't. Shots out to the big cats for man. real, Shots man. Shots out to the home team. And man. you know, Doug Peterson had them boys clicking this year, man. Nine and eight went to the divisional round. We lost to the Chiefs, but we gave them a fight. And so, you know, in free agency, it's been a little different this year for us. You know, I think the biggest thing that I've, I've took from free agency this year so far is keeping the core together. If you yes. look at some of the signings they've made, Andrew Wingard. Andrew Wingard, um, you know, he's not a, a valuable guy. We know Andrew Wingard. Right. He we, we he get on the field, we be like, man, yeah. bro, just don't make no damn mistake, man. And you know it. <laughs> you know how we be with Andrew but Wingard getting on the field. I will say this about, about Wingard. What's up, though? Wingard will give 100% each play. He, I you he may not be I agree. the most athletic, you know, of the core, but anytime he's on that field, he's going to give 100%. And at times, he may he have made plays in critical moments. So, as as far as depth-wise, mm -hmm. I was I was very glad that we re-signed him was able to keep Okay. Him. And so, speaking of that, too, as well, we signed Trey Hurton, another guy. He's a solid nickelback guy. You know, if you look at the season, they put Trey Hurton, he was on the outside at first, remember? Right. And then, you know, once Shaq got hurt, you know, they moved Darius Williams to the outside and they, they switched Darius Williams with Trey Hurton. And I think that move helped a lot because the defense on the back end, it got a little bit better. Um, you know, they signed, re-signed Gotis. Gotis is the D-line guy, but we couldn't really, we could we had to re-sign him because Art and Key, the Art and Key departure. Exactly. You know, so I feel like they, they want to keep their core pieces together. If you look at this Jaguar team, over the course of the last couple of years, man, and even with the year, the 2017 season, the 2008 season when they went to the playoffs, and the year before, the year was it, 19, 2000, in the early 2000s. Correct. Every time they went to the playoffs, they've, from my understanding, from watching the football, they've never able to keep their core together. Correct. If you think about it, holistically, it was like, Every time they had a big season, we was never able to keep somebody either. Even it could have been like one rotational guy or somebody we lost. Well, the problem with that was the front office. You know, we know right, in 17, right, we, right, had, right. Um, we had um, the our old head coach from a while back, man. You know, mm -hmm. we had him. He came into the, when he came into the front office and everything, and, you know, he was pretty much a disciplinarian. And, you know, in today's time, 
I mean, yes, players need discipline, but at the same time, you can't impose your will so much until you're not willing to understand the players. You have to understand your players and their coaches as well to under right, you know, right, it's, right. you know, and it, it's one of those things where it's like it's give and take, you know, and and I believe that's the reason why you know with with Jalen Ramsey the reason he wanted to leave and, and things of that but then you, we had Unique Ngakwe he wanted to leave right and so when you bumping head when the front office is constantly bumping heads with the players you know now you have players okay I want to leave and go somewhere where I'm appreciated and the, and these players felt like when they was here up under that regime that their value and them being players wasn't appreciated, you know. I feel, I feel. So I just think that you know, man. I don't mean to interrupt, bro, because it's just more so like it's frustrating as a fan because you watching all this talent go away. Exactly. And so this year with free agency, it was good to know that hey, they they they're investing the interest in keeping core guys together. Correct. Uh, the locker room is very important. So because exactly. you look at guys like. Wingard. Wingard is a locker room guy. Exactly. That's a locker room guy. You want to keep guys like that in your locker room because they're going to thrive. They're going to they're gonna let you know this is the job our way right. and this is how things need to be done. Right. Everybody either you're going to come on board with it or you can't get over You're not. And, and not only him, you like players like Josh Allen. You know, Josh Allen, you know, he make his presence felt when he's on the field and, and off the field. Sometimes he can be much of a quiet guy and that was the reason why, you know, we had like – and Key, when he was alone, you know, he was, you know, he was more vocal. Right, right, and right. A lot right. of times we need, you know, we need leadership on the field for us, like with your productivity, you know, but we also need vocal leadership because sometimes you have to be heard. Right, you know, you right, have to right, steal right. this in these players' heads, you know, you know, to know their assignments and what they have to do to, to prep. Not just the assignment, but the preparation before the game. Like, you know, we can't get on the field half-stepping. And although we wasn't able to resign him, which I wish we could have, but I understood because we didn't have the money. But uh, he was one of those guys I would have liked to see come back. Like, I, that, most definitely, most definitely, I wanted Art and Key to come back. Yeah. Art and Key was that dude. Don't get me wrong; he only had what four and a half sacks, three and a half sacks. Right. But he had forty-four pressures. Correct. Um, and with those pressures, what people don't understand about those pressures. That speed the quarterback clock up. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Once you got speed that quarterback clock up, he's gonna he's gonna make an air throw, maybe to make a, a turnover. So those keep. I would yeah. love that, that we we want. I wanted to keep Arden Key, yeah. but the money just wasn't there. Speaking of that though, right? Like, what do you think as far as free agency? You know, some key O's or areas that the Jaguars need to fill. Well, my biggest. Thing, my biggest knock, and I feel like this was the Achilles heel of our defense. Right, right. And that was with our tackles up front. Right. I feel like these guys, like, you know, Fatu Kazi, these guys could have should have done a better job. And this probably was getting to know the system. Even sometimes the linebackers wasn't in sync, you know. I, I agree. Uh, I agree. The linebacker you know, play was very shitty. Alua Khan, you know, he was, he was a standout player. He had 184 tackles or whatnot, you know. And that, that's second very year. Rare. And that second year, he led the lead in tackles. That's rare. But he remind me, and I don't mean to cut you off, bro. Yeah, go ahead. Um, our guy, Paul Puslusky. That's who he remind me the of, man. Machine. The tackling machine, yes, man. Sir. Yes, sir. And if you well, I'll finish, explain your thought, man, my boy. You know, like, for example, Devin Lord. Devin Lord, very athletic. I remember watching him when he was at Utah. You know, this guy can, like, cover sideline to sideline. And But, you know, Devin Lord missed a lot of the offseason. 
Right. You know, so you know that took away from actually learning the system, which I feel feel like you know in the beginning he did good, you know, but down the stretch, you know, it, you know, it's like his play kind of disappeared. I think what happened with that though too, bro, was like when you look at Devin Lord, man, the first beginning of the season. He was all over. Remember, like the first, like the first, like the first three or four games right. of the season, right? Devin Lloyd was doing his thing. But what I think what happened was that Philadelphia Eagles game. I felt like they schemed, they game planned him. They right. say, you know what, this guy, he has a hard time covering in space. That he can cover from sideline to sideline, but he gonna be out of position like a motherfucker. Yes. He gonna be out of position. So it's like less game plan around their linebackers, and he struggled. Right. You remember you think they, they had to bench him and they put right. uh what's your boy uh the back up? Um, uh, Chad Moomer. Chad Moomer. Yo, Moomer, Moomer yeah. took his spot. And he and he played good, man. You know, and that and you know, he's another player that impressed me because he was actually out there making plays, man. I remember watching the Houston game mm-hmm. and not the Houston, but the Tennessee Titans Tennessee game. game. And I was like, man, this dude was out there making plays, man. You know, he and he and I don't believe he is as talented as Devin Lowe. He don't have the upsides. But he's one of those guys, it's like, okay, if you have to replace a player you put him in, you would not miss a beat. Right, right, and right, I, right. And I was very impressed, you know. And, you know, another thing, you know, I just want our fans to know, you know, that also, even though we didn't make a, a gain of signings in fragrancy, the, the, the main thing was bringing back players and making creating cap space because not only that, we have to, we have to keep this in mind. Our preparation for the old season was made midway through last season. I agree. I agree. And, and I, agree with you. With, I definitely agree. With the, the Calvin Ridley signing. Right. With the trade with Calvin Ridley. You know, so we have to keep that in mind, man. This guy will be a productive piece to our offense and everything like that. So it's like no need to panic, man. Yeah, you know, Calvin Ridley. Is a, we is are a big acquisition for this team. You right, know, we have right. to keep this in mind because, you know, Let's just say, for an example, if if we would have waited to the offseason assignment, and we'd have looked at this whole scenario like, oh yeah, we did good in free agency, so we have to look at the preparation that was made midway through last. Well, season. I think you know? also too, man, when you look at that too about the offseason with with that, is that like Trent Balky? Even though I hate Trent Balky, man, we we, <laughs> yeah. we I have my 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 reservations with Trent Balky, man. Right. Trent Balky has done some shaky things in front office. But I will give him that Calvin Ridley trade, man. To be able to get a fourth, give up a fourth round pick for him. Right. The type of the level of production that you're getting, you're getting like Julio Jones level production, you know, from a receiver. This guy is, is is that guy, man. And he played on a broke foot. Right. You know, the last time he played. Right. Um, but I think for me, man, looking at the free agency, man, I think there's three glaring needs on this team. We need another tackle. Correct. We need some more D line help. Right. And I think tight end. Right now, I think we only got, what, one tight end on the roster, which is Evan Ingram that signed. Um, you got Manhurts. I think he got signed with somebody. He signed. And I don't think uh, – um, what's his name? He's in free agency. Uh, Dan, 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 uh, Dan Campbell. Um, Dan Arnold. Dan sorry. Arnold. Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold. I know um, Luke Farrell should be coming back. That came from Ohio State. You know, he had – I would say – He more of a blocking tight end. He more of a blocking tight end. And but all things considered, when he's on the field, more than likely we'll be in the three receiver set. Right. And when he's on the field, that's what we need him to do. You know, be able to be that be that blocker because when you you we had we would have Kevin Ridley on the field, um, Christian Kurt along with Zay Jones. Right, right. You know, so 
when you in a receiver set like that, that's what you need your tight end to do. You know, if if one of these guys can't get separation, then something's wrong. Something wrong. I got you. you. Know? I totally agree, man. I totally agree, man. I <laughs> and totally then agree. along with ETN being, you know, the safety valve coming right. out in the flats. You got know? you. So, got you. Got you. You know, I I I like that you always have to have a blocking tight end. They they just as as well, I wouldn't say yeah. They are. I'm going to say it. They are just as as important as a receiving tight end. Absolutely, absolutely, you know? man. Absolutely, man. Um, you know, I think you know in the draft, you know, they're gonna look for those three tackle, DN, tight end. As far as free agency, man, right now, the Jaguars don't want to overspend for players. If you right. look at the art, and, and this is key, you got to look at the art and key. I look at that art and key departure because they look at it like this. Okay, art and key, bro. We 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 like you. We want to keep you on the team, right. but we don't want to overpay you, bro. You're right. not – your production doesn't – is not starter production. You right. feel what I'm saying? Like, you want starter money being a backup. Like, bro, so if Tennessee going to pay you that bread to be a starter, now you got to go live up to that. And right. I think RT will do a good job, you know, but I don't think Jaguar was willing to pay him that money. And I think you got to look at holistically about free agency is that – if we can get a guy in free AC, like they just re- they just signed the, the the guy from uh the D the defensive guy DN from uh forget the name, but they just signed the guy. We just signed the defensive end guy, and uh, Roy he's a Harris, Roy, Robert, not, Robert no, we, we, we we already we, we signed him in the okay. season, but we signed somebody else. I forget the name. Let me look this up real quick while I'm on. But we re signed somebody um uh, defensive end. We just signed him, and he's probably going to play um. The role of Art and Key. Okay. And you know, um, and, but you getting him for a price that you can afford. You feel what I'm saying? Right. You're I not agree. getting him, um, you know, for that you have to pay. Well, you got to pay an arm and leg for. Right now, Jacksonville is a, is a, is a place people want to come to. Exactly. Prior to the prior to last year, you would have to overpay. Four guys. And you know we had to overpay crazy? for Chris and Kurt. We had to overpay for Zay Jones. We had to overpay for these guys because they wanted to come to Jacksonville. And I'm glad you said that Jacksonville is a place players want to come to because now when you look at it, it's, it's the, it shows the how the culture is changing because we said like in, in the 17 season, how after that, players wanted to leave. You had right. some wanting to stay, but when you bump heads, players wanted to leave. leave. Now people, you know, now the team is looking more appealing, you know. You know, it's still got some. You, you, we have some naysayers because no matter what the city of Jacksonville do, they're always going to look at it. It's Jacksonville. It's going to be the same old Jacksonville. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, they right, absolutely. Get the glory years we had in the late '90s when we was making the run to the AFC playoffs. You know, to the, AFC, to the AFC championship. You know, right, people right. tend to forget these days, and and for good reason because we have have been a bad program over the years. But you know, you cannot go with the same narrative that's been out there because things change. You know, right. and so and you know, I just want people to just look at the product that's on the field, just analyze everything as a whole, and not just look at what what the narrative is or, or what or what what you want it to be. You get right, what I'm saying? Right. So that defensive end who I was telling you about, it was Michael Dogby from the Arizona Cardinals. And then you had a defensive tackle, Henry Mondo, whatever the hell his name is. But they all signed with Jack. Going back to that point though is so those guys are gonna replace like one of these guys was a replacement for Art and Key, pretty right. much. But they've got a role player guy that they paid about what they paid Art and Key last year to come here. Right. You know what I'm saying? To fill that role. Yeah. 
So it's like the Jaguars, like we already got. If you look at they got their core, the offense, the offense set. We got set. Ingram, solid. Really solid. Jones, solid. Goddamn, Christian Kirk, solid. which I'm still mad at him for dropping that pass on that Kansas City game, yeah. boy. That boy, boy. Oh <laughs> my God, boy. He'll make up for it. He'll make up for it. But you look at that, dude. You look at you look at the weapons they yeah. got on that team, right? And it's like, man, bro, like, who in the AFC South gonna fuck with us? Correct. Who, who gonna fuck with? We have the best. We have the best offensive team in the AFC South, and probably we're probably like third, fourth best in the AFC. Right. I With the quarterback play, man, I mean, Jaguar fans this year better be excited because yes. this this team is not like teams of the old. Um, we have a franchise quarterback. As much as I love Mark Brunel, Mark Brunel was that dog, man. Yeah. But Trevor Lawrence, yes. Trevor Lawrence is on a whole nother level. The I, skill I would, set, everything, bro. I don't even say I like the David Garrard, man. I ain't. You know, nah, I like bro, the David nah, hell you know nah, what I'm hell nah. David Garrard. I Come like the Garrod, man. man. You know, Gerard? Garrod didn't oh, have. No, bro. The me, Garrod didn't Explain have pieces around. Okay. He now, now he was a game manager. You it, know, he, yeah, awesome. He, he was very conservative. He didn't make a whole lot of turnovers. You know, say he was willing to use his legs. But you know, if we look at the time within that part, he did not have a whole lot of weapons around no, him. No, he you didn't. Know, you know who was his best receiver at that time? Ernest you know, Wilfo. Ernest he, Wilfo. He, played, you know? he 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 JSO now, man. He worked for JSO. <laughs> he done. Put, he JSO now, man. And we let for him real, go. For real, for real, dog. I feel like he could have been better. Like you know, now I'm not saying he would have been all like out of league quarterback and everything like that there, but I mean after um. Mark Burnell, I would say he was like the next best nah, thing we dog. had. You know I, I'm going to tell you about I, this is This is my beef with David Gerard, dog. Okay. Yeah. David Gerard, man, yeah, he was an alternate game man. This dude <laughs> had no arm strength. The arm strength wasn't there. This dude was, if you look at David Gerard, I look at his game right now, and you know what he remind me of, bro? He remind me of a damn Dak Prescott. Dak that, that, that Prescott is not... It's it's not bad being compared to Dak Prescott. I'm talking about that bad Dak Prescott. The bad Dak Prescott. Prescott. I ain't talking about Dak Prescott. Okay, uh, 2016 Prescott when he was rookie of the year when he had Zeke the freak and all them boys. Talking about the season. I'm talking about when Dak was cut with just throwing intercepts the way he played. It just that's just <laughs> that's just what the first thing came ahead Dak Prescott. But I'm gonna even take it even worse though. As a quarterback, he probably is worse. He probably like. Uh, I was gonna say, um, what, what's my main man from Virginia Tech, man? Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. Hell nah. Ty, I think Tyrod Taylor better than Dave Gerard, bro. No, man. Hell, no, I gotta hell. disagree. I'm gonna say, with I'm, 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 I'm gonna say Tyrod Taylor better. <laughs> In my personal opinion, I think Tyrod Taylor better, bro. Uh, I can't, look I up the stats. Look at the stats. Let's just let's compare stats. I'm gonna look up. You look up Dave Gerard. I'm gonna look up Dave Gerard stats. You look up Tyrod okay. Taylor stats. Okay. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, man. I got, we got to look this up, man. Let's look this up, man, because I think David Gerard is trash. Um, I think. Uh, oh man. I, I think. Man, he wanted a playoff oh, game. Man. I give him that. You did some a dog. I man. give him, give him that, but I don't think he good as um. Uh, I don't think he good as um. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, man. You know what I'm saying this shit right here, bro. David Gerard. Let me find his stats, man. Is he even coming up? Talking about Tyra Taylor? Nah, David Garrard, man. How much they forgot about my dog Google? Don't even want to go in there, man. Yeah, they say, yeah, he, because he, 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 he tried, dog. Like, oh, what the hell? There it is right there. Okay, it's coming up. 
I'm trying to get mine on. And my dog had a bad offensive line too, man. That's okay. another thing, man. Okay, all right. Well, this this is my thing with Dave, Dave Girard, dog. Dog, he clearly, clearly had the uh, the backfield he had, bro. That, that Maurice Jones drew oh, Fred Tiller combination, bro. He had a mean backfield. He had a mean right. backfield, he bro. Now. He did. All right, so check it, man. So I don't we look up Tyrod Taylor stacks. Yeah. His best year he had was in 2015. He threw for 3,035 yards, 20 touchdowns, six interceptions. He had a quarterback rating of 99.4. Okay. So what's what's his best season? Garrod best season. I'm going to go with the 2007 season. Okay. He had a total. He had a total of 2,509 yards. He had 18 touchdowns, only three interceptions. With a quarterback rating of one hundred two point two. Okay, I mean he, technically, he had a better season. Correct. He did. He did. But for me, what what's the, the alarming to me? You know what? Now that I look at it, though, now that I think about it, boy, the more and more I think about that stat line, you know what that stat line look like right what now? What it look like? Dane Jones stat line uh last, this year. You look like look up if you look up Dane Jones stat line, Dane Jones stat line something just like that. He had what fifteen touchdowns. I'm like, how you go start a quarterback? And you see how much money he got paid? Oh, yeah. They paid him. Damn. not, But we're going to see what he's doing for agency. But that's another story for another time. That's another story for so, another time. So, um, wrapping up free agency, man, I think overall the Jaguars, the the, the, the the model was keep the core. And I think they did a good job of that successfully. And we just got to see what they do. And, and, you know, that's pretty much my take. You know, I was, you know, I was pleased with what I seen, you know. I mean, certain players I would have loved to see come. You know, certain veterans I would have loved to try to get for the lead minimal, minimal. But although it didn't happen, we also have to keep this this in mind. We also got the draft coming up. Mm. You know, there's certain players that could follow us that I would love to see come here. You know, you know, like I would love to see us get a solid, um, a real nose tackle. And you know, uh, you know, and those guys from last season, man, they can also step up, step their game up another year in the system. You know. And you know, I will also you know another cornerback would be good or or, or a tackle, you know. So, you know, we have to look at the draft, and even outside, after the draft, you know, it's still players out that we could possibly bring in to help this team out. All right, that's what's up, man. And so, just speaking of that, man, you know, so like I say, Co-Pilots Podcast, we are a home base show. We're gonna always represent our Florida teams and shout out there and show them love first, you know. And anytime I'm on here, I'm gonna always try to find a way I can talk about my Jazz, Orlando Magic's. Miami Heat, whatever. So, speaking of that, you know, we want to go into the NBA a little bit right now, and we want to talk about some of our home teams here, man. And so, you know, I was doing my research, man, and, uh, you know, the East right now, man, you know, is 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 like, you know, I think everybody know the Bucks are probably the team to beat in the Celtics. Let's just say that. But, you know, when you're looking at the Miami Heats, man, I just look at that team, man, and, you know, Jimmy Butler is their leading scorer. He's averaging 23 points a game. That's not good enough in the NBA for me. You know, it's when you not. look at, when you think about team guys that uh, that are leading scorers on their team, they're averaging about somewhere in between 25, 27, 28, somewhere in there points per game. When you got guys averaging 22 point, 23 points a game, and that's your leading score, that's not good enough going into it. I mean, the Miami Heat is a team that they do scoring by committee. Right. They they need they need everybody they need everybody come to the party with them. They need if 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 Jimmy Butler's he got his twenty three, I need uh Duncan Robinson to get his twelve. I need Tyler Hero to get his twenty. Right. I need Bam Alabaro to get his twenty. So it's like everybody they got to come along, they gotta score as a committee. And 
You know, I would say the problem is with that because I totally agree with everything you said. You know, I feel like, you know, what I got 22.7 points on average, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like, okay, although that's a good stat line, but, you know, in order for you to sell in the playoff, you have to have a great stat line. Exactly. You know, exactly. Exactly. You got to, you know, that, you know, and and Jimmy still is one of the best two way players in the game. You know what I'm saying? He's still the fan. And, you know, he's going to rebound. You know, he's going to facilitate. But at times, Jimmy Butler got the tendency to be too passive at times. Uh, you know? okay. And when times allow, he will turn up. We see this in the championship versus the Lakers where he'll give you 40 points. Right. You know, but it's like, Jimmy, man, we need this all the time. We need this consistently where you turn up okay. Forget the when you have 45 points this game and the next game you have 15 you know, because it's going to be time, you know, with, with scoring by committee, Duncan Robinson is not going to give you 20. You know, it's going to be times when, when what's the other kid over there, you know, Bam out of Bayou. Bayou is not going to give you 20 points. Right. You know, he's, you know his, his, his job is going to, his assignment may be different. It's going to be times when Tyler Hero is going to be off. His jumper may not be on. So we need that, that dog that's in Jimmy Butler to come out. You know, I feel. not just on defense and facilitate, which we know he can do. We need you to turn up and score, which we know he he's very capable of because we have seen this time after time before. I agree. You know, Jimmy Butler in the playoff is a different animal. So I will say that they are a sleeper team to watch out for. You say a sleeper team? I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not going to put them as a sleeper team in the East. I got a different sleeper team in the East. If I was had to pick, I wouldn't say them. I just think for us, the Heat, man, like, until, like, they get, they're going to have to get another dog with Jimmy. I hate to say it with him. And I say, if you can get, like, and I know they brought Kyle Lowry in thinking that was going to be the guy to help out. But Kyle Lowry and that dude, he old, he's, he's injured, man. You know, I think he's watched past his prime, bro. So, I just think Kyle Lowry is not that dude. Like, until they get another guy in there that can assist Jimmy, because at least somebody that can, like, okay, if Jimmy ain't giving me if if no if Duncan Robinson and these Abama Bay ain't giving me my points, who I'm gonna get it from? I need Correct. that consistent guy who's gonna be with me, gonna come along with me in the playoffs. Right. Because I I can tell you right now, man. Yeah, the Heat they might win a series, they might win the first series, but they are gonna get put out in the second round. They have to match up with somebody like the Bucks or the Celtics in the second round of the playoffs. Man, they gonna be a part of them, man. They gonna be a part of them, man. They ain't nobody stopping. They they front court. They don't got nobody in the front court. Who they got in the front court? Bam, Bam can't handle uh, Giannis. Nah. Bam can't handle. And if you look at the Bucks, man, they big up front. They got uh, Brooke Lopez and uh and Brooke Lopez been balling. The defensive Brooke player of the year. Still playing at a high at level, a high level. Man. And you know, like you know, I just went recently went to a Magic game, man. I'm watching Brooke Lopez, man. I'm like, man, this this dog balling. I'm like, you cannot leave this dude open. If, yeah. And if you get him to, if you file him and send him to the line. He's a great free throw shooter. Yeah, let me tell you something. But people might think I'm crazy when I think when y'all say this though. But if you look at the Spurs team, they remind me of the Spurs team back in the early '90s uh, when they had Tim Duncan and they had um, David Robson. Oh, you know what I'm saying? The Twin Towers. And you look at uh, Mike Buchholz. He's a disciple of Greg Popovich. Right. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of his styles and plays that he played, he played like that. You know, they big, man, but, you know, I just think the Miami, they don't have enough right now. Um, until they get another guy that can go along with Jimmy Butler on a consistent night, they got the coaching. Eric Sposa has proven yeah. he's a coach. I, I he's agree. an elite coach, man. Like, And when I first, you know, start watching Sposa when he was with the Miami Heat, 
I mean, when he had LeBron, I mean, right. when he had LeBron, everybody was like, well, it's just LeBron. LeBron went. But now LeBron gone, man, Spo be coaching them boys up. Exactly. He be coaching them boys up, man. And, and you just watch shows. how he come out on this point. Like, I mean, this is the good, the, the, how you know good coaching in the NBA. I'm sorry. So, good coaching in the NBA, you know, when they call those TV, they call those timeouts, drawing up plays. Every time he, he drops something, he getting bucket. Somebody getting a bucket. Or right. it's something. And so that just let me know in the form of, of a good coach that this guy, he understands the game. He understands right. how to get his guys uh involved and, and get those get people get the the most out of his guys. I just think right now the Miami Heat, they just don't have enough. They are a middling Eastern team. Right now, they're not better than the Bucks. They're not better than uh the Celtics. Right. Um and so and, and that's and that's your measuring stick in the East. I, you know, and I agree with your point, and that's why I say they are a sleeper team. And you know, they're not they're not my favorite, you know, to win it all. But you know, you gotta look back at, at you know the same year when they played against the Lakers. You know, right. nobody had the Heat favorite to even make it to I the agree. Eastern Conference Finals. Right. And somehow, lo and behold, they was dealt. Yep. You know, and, I agree. And you know. This team, and you know, they beat the Boston Celtics. You know, which which is a pop, which and I would say Boston Celtics is a way better team than they was then with more experience. You know, I like the kid Williams that they have, and you know, and Grant Williams, Grant Williams, Grant Williams, not Grant Williams, but the, the the center, the center, oh, the center Williams. You know, Grant yeah. Williams is solid coming off the bench as, as well. I like Grant Williams coming off the bench. I liked him when he was at Tennessee with with Admiral Schofield. Right. You know, they made a good run in in in, in the um. NCAA that year, but you know Williams man is solid man. He may not give you twenty points tonight, but he's gonna do everything else on that team. Points, blocks, rebounds. You know this big kid. You leave him. You know he's always in his spot where he need to be, and you know that they have a very good unit. Well, they you know they have, you know he he's very in sync with the team, the, the right. Florida team, and everything right. like that. Them man. So you know. But, you know, just getting back to, you know, to the Heat, man, you know, that's why I have them labeled as a sleeper. You know, I don't think that they're better than none of these teams, but knowing that this is so a So, basically, you're that, saying they can get on the run. Yes. You okay. know, we know, okay. Jimmy, we know Jimmy Butler can get hot. You know, right. we you know we still waiting on Victor Oladipo to come around, you know, and yeah. go back to the form he was at when he was with the Pacers, which we haven't seen. But, and, you know, he was supposed to be that guy. But, you know... Injuries rob that guy. Injury, yeah, injuries, yeah, injuries. Yeah, man, injuries. And, and, and it, it's, you know, it's, it's it's tough dealing with that, you know, but, you know, that's, that's why I say, man, they're, they're a sleeper team, you know. Okay. All right, so, you know, man. We are so We talked about the Miami Heat, man. I think, you know, we can beat them up. So, now let's, 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 uh, let's switch flights. And we're going to talk about uh, the Orlando Magic it, fights, man, with those guys, right, man. man. It's we only right we talk about Orlando Magic, man. Right. That's my team. Yeah. You know, I've been liking Orlando Magic since I was a little boy. 1989, I still remember when they came into the league, inaugural year. was watching it, sitting in Brentwood, man. Oh, man. I remember vividly. Brentwood, 1989. Remember, you used to have the Orlando Magic Network. It used to come on the TV. Oh, yeah. The Orlando Magic Network. And I used to watch all their games. I fell in love with them. I've been in love with Orlando Magic since they had Scott Skiles back in the day. I've been following that team since then. So, you know, I have a real, it's a real love for this team. So, when I when I, when I I look at the Orlando Magic, man, we got a star. Star is being born yeah. before our eyes, man. Oh, I believe. And, and, that boy, uh, Boncaro. Oh, 
Blanchero, um, man. Um, Blanchero. Blanchero. Powers Blanchero. Yeah, I be fucking his name up, so that's why I always say last name. Blanchero. Blanchero, man, he the truth. Yeah, like when I say he's averaging, when people he's averaging LeBron numbers as a rookie. Right. The boy got a the boy got an already NBA body. He's ready. He's averaging what twenty five something like twenty five points a game. He's averaging twenty points a game, six point seven rebounds, three point seven assists, and his field goal percentage is forty two point six. And that's and that's only gonna get better. Yes. And you think about and you look at this guy, he's just off. He's just using raw talent. Right. He's not polished, you know. You got we got a good coach, yes. and he's gonna get him right. But the more and more he he's playing more and more of these games, you're gonna see the moderation process. Get this guy two years, yes. He's gonna be a top five player in the league, and you know and the, he's gonna be a top five the, player. I can put money on that. And the player I compare him to, you know, and you know some may agree, some may not. But but when I watch his game, he remind me of Anthony Davis. Ad, you know, yes. AD. Explain to our viewers, man. Explain to our viewers. And the reason why I say this game remind me of AD, AD came in with an all-around game. You know, although Anthony Davis in college didn't score as much because he, he had a rounder, but he did everything else, and we know he was capable of scoring. Right. And so, you know, you know, AD, he's naturally a point guard, but he, you know, reached a growth spurt, and he turned into a big man. Right. And, you know, that's explain, that explains why he's very athletic. And we look at Blanchero. Now Blanchero may not be as athletic than it may be, you know, but he he had the ability to be able to pass the ball. He had great court vision and that turnaround jump shot, man, you know. And I watched Anthony Davis do that same jump shot last night. And you know, we seen Pablo do the same jump shot the other night, you know what I'm right. saying? So when we watch these right. things, you know, he's able to create his own shot. You know, a lot of bigs are not Able to create their I, and own I think, shot. And you're right, because when you think about that, big guys, you know, it's either you got to facilitate a shot for them, right? get them open, but it's so key that you're a big guy and you can create your own shot. And that's so important because it allows teams that can't defend you certain ways right. because now they if you create your own shot, it's like, okay, we can't we can't double them. We can't right. we can't send help a help a help defense on them or something right. like that. You're gonna have to it's hard. And also on the defensive side, he's a great shot blocker. Mm-hmm. And he able to, you know, get steals and everything, man. So, you know, this his first year, man, to have a all, the all-around game that he has, man, it's like very impressive, you know, and that's the reason why I compare him to Anthony Davis. You know, okay. I, I haven't okay. seen a lot of bigs, you know, able to be able to come in. You know, we seen him come in and be able to sit on the blocks and do everything else, but to be able to show athleticism, you know, that's that's a that's that's different, you know. I feel. And you know, you have some that was able to do it over time, but to your first year to be able to be that guy you draft as the number one pick on the worst team in the league, you know. Yeah. And the baby to come in, man, and, and and the baby to take this team on your back, even though we haven't won a whole lot of games, but we have had a lot of great moments with this program, man. And that's something that like I'm like proud of, you know. I agree. I and, agree. You know, I'm I'm just gonna throw it out there. I, I haven't always been Orlando Magic fan. When 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 we first got a team, you know, I didn't like the Orlando Magic. I was you know, I was still drinking the Michael Jordan Kool-Aid. You I know, see. so when Orlando Beat Jordan in, in in the playoff, you know I couldn't stand it. You you remember, man? I was going with Elijah Warren, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was going. I, I was going don't with Houston. Don't bring up that. I was going with Do Houston. Do not bring that up. The Houston Rockets Nick Anderson. at the time. Nick Anderson, and, right. man. That, and, oh my God. We was this, 
We was at, was at Auntie Bader House, dog. We was at Auntie Bader House, man. You know, we bringing up memories, we bring man. Up old if you, memories, if man. you know, you know. You, you know, you me? know, yeah. And, yeah. you know, this what made me be a, a, a Kim Olajuwon fan. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, around that time, I didn't really fully become an Orlando Magic fan until T-Mac, you know. Remember you saw we talk about T Mac all the time. Remember yeah, really? you had the shoes, had the shoes and everything and all, like yeah, that. Though. Yeah. So this this was my introduction becoming Orlando Magic fan and for, you know the White Howard and all those things. So you know I'm Orlando Magic fan, baby. You know, man, I feel you, man. But I will say this though, you know, we still we a few pieces away. Right. You know, this team probably won't be competitive. They're probably gonna make a playoff push next year. They're gonna have a little bit of cap space. You look at the moves they made in the offseason. Right. I, and we and I call this, remember, I say we need a guy like Pat Bell on our team. Yeah. We signed Pat Bell, but I think what it was was they like, hey, Pat Bell, you trying to win something. We know you're <laughs> trying to win. So we just gonna let you, we're gonna buy you out, and right. we're gonna let you go go to a team that's right. that's competing. Correct. So that's what we did. He went to, I think he ended up going to the Bulls, I believe. Yeah. But you know, another piece we have to look at though that I like is Bo Bo, man. Bo Bo, man. Bo Bo, man. Paul. I'm talking about Bo Bo. Yes. People think that y'all think Manute Bo, Manute Bo, everybody like, oh, Manute Bo, he was sorry as hell in the NBA. He was average two points. Man, his son is the truth, man. Yes. His son got handles. His handles. Handles. Big dude. Like handles. a point guard. Like a point guard. And dude, can shoot from distance. Can shoot from distance. This dude is like, I would say if we're going to look at, you look at guys that are tall, I put Kevin Durant, your boy from uh, New Orleans, Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram, and then you got Bo Bo with the lengthy with frame. the lengthy frame, the yes. lengthy guys that can shoot, got handles. You those three in my order. Well, let's just take Kevin a look Durant, at his numbers coming off the uh, bench, man. Bo Bo, no, Kevin Durant, uh, Brandon Ingram, then Bo Bo. He's averaging nine points a game, right? Five point eight rebounds. You know what I'm saying? Zero point nine assists. Fifty six point six. Um. From the field, field that's, that's good. Anything over these are good. these are great numbers. You know what I'm saying for a player that's coming off the bench, right? You know, and it wasn't a lot of expectations for Bobo, and I think we got him from the D League. No, we got him from the, the he played for the Nuggets. Yeah, I remember he but got he was him when he the, got he drafted, was in the D League. He, he was in the, the D League, right? right. Absolutely, absolutely. And it wasn't a lot of whole expectation. I really didn't pay much attention to him. I heard his name. You know, only thing I knew he was Manute Bo's son, right? So. But when I look and look back, look look at took a look his at his name. film, I'm like, man, this kid got a good game. He's raw, but he just got to have his game polished. Absolutely. You know? And I think one of the things with his team is like, man, we have to bring on a veteran. You know, mm -hmm. a veteran. Absolutely. And I agree. This was the case with when we look at the Boston Celtics. You know, back when 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 you know. When Jalen Brown was already there and the other kid came along on um, talking about uh Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. And you know, one of the people one of the acquisitions that they brought along, and you know, you probably think I'm going to bring up Kyrie Irving. No, that's not the guy I'm not I fit the name. Mm -mm. Al Hofer. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Al Hofer was a veteran, that's why he came back. Al Hofer make his presence known on that team because what he's able to do, man, right. you know, he's a veteran, he know the system, he know the game. Right. So he's able to Help these young kids come along, man. And you know he's still a big piece on that team. And people fail to realize too, though. Al Horford, his dad played the NBA too, right? You know what I'm saying? So he been around the league. He kind of know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you know my my biggest take is with this team is this here, right? I feel like the the Achilles heel with this team mm -hmm. is that we don't have the chemistry yet. A lot of these are young guys, you know. 
just coming into the league, you know, all core, you, when we look at um, Blanchero and Franz Wagner, you know, which is, Wagner is a second-year player. Um, Blanchero, this is his first year. You know, these are young kids. These are the second year, you know, and we have Markel Fultz, which he's still 25, you know. So I think one of the things we have to have our chemistry, you know, we have to have players that that know how to play without the ball. You know, that's right. that's one of my knocks with this team is that, you know, it's a lot of ISO ball. Absolutely. And and you know, Franz Wagner is one of those guys that that I see that I'm impressed with. I think he probably had one of the highest IQs on the team mm -hmm. with his ability to slash to the rim, mm -hmm. to get open and be able to make plays. And 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 man, I like this kid. I, I think he's he's one of those players that don't get talked about a lot, but I think he's just as important as Blanchero. I feel you know, I agree. With his ability with his with his basketball IQ. I can you know, and to be able to shoot from distance, man. Mm -hmm. Yep. So so yeah, man. So I agree with that. You know, I definitely agree, man. Yeah, but you know, just man, to sum everything up, man, I think over time, man, you know, with this unit, these these kids have a lot of potential, you know. I I feel like we have some good ball players, you know. But it's the the lack of experience and not having a veteran over here because these kids has great numbers and one of the one of the things that I like about this team, man, the ability to hustle right. on defense with ball deflection steals. I see this a lot now. We we they play good as a unit on defense, but making it come together on offense and that's something that um, Jamal Mosley going to have to be Mosley going to have to do, man, during the off season, you know come up with a strategy, man, get these kids in sync together to make this a more cohesive unit, right. you know, so that's my thing with the Orlando match. I think it's going to come together, man, I, and I also think, man, Cole Anthony is an upgrade at six, man, right. from from Terrence Ross because he's younger and he's right. able to score more points, you know, so, right. man, I just, you know, even like Wendell Carter and all these other guys, man, I, I see them coming along, I see the development, man, and it's just getting that chemistry but, 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 but I will ask you this, though, and before before we get off of this, do you think Orlando going to be able to keep all these young guys? You got to think. They drafted Jalen Slugs. So, they got Markel Folks. They got a lot of young guys on that team, man. You no, feel me? I mean, over time, some of these kids is going to – and that's just the nature of the business. But, you know, for us keeping our core, which we – like, Blanchero, Blanchero could, he the core. He, he could be the face of the team. He's the face of the franchise. You know, I Somebody think. may want to trade for Wagner or whatnot. You know, I, I feel like we – and I would love to keep him. We got to keep Bo. I think we keep Bo. Bo, Bo. Pachero, um, Franz, Franz Wagner. I think he's – I think those three pieces – Folks, if he can stay healthy. Folks, stay healthy. We need a point guard. We need a point guard. Um, But I do think that, you know, the core pieces are there. Yes. It's just more so now – can we keep these young guys and what guys, what what veteran leadership can we bring in to get and, them over the hump? And I want to point this out about Markel Folks, man. You know, this season, man, his field goal percentage has been top five amongst punt guards. Mm, I didn't know that. You know, he's, Did he's not know that at all. 14 point, 14 point, 14 point one point a game, 4.1 rebounds, and 5.7 assists. All right. You know, and that's something I just found out, man. So, you know. It's just getting the chemistry, man. That's the most important thing, that chemistry, man. That's what's up. This is the Co-Pilots Podcast. So one thing about the Co-Pilots Podcast is we got a flight survivor. We want to bring you on to our podcast. We want to take you want to take flight with us and join with us. So one thing we on a part of our podcast is we have something called arrivals, which means you coming on the scene or departures. Mean like, bro, you falling off. You on your way out of there, bro. So for me this week, my uh, arrivals are. 
Mikael Bridges, the boy been balling, man. If you look at the trade since he went to to the uh, Nets, man, from the uh, Phoenix Suns, man, everybody thought the Nets was going to fall off once they traded Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie Irving. Man, the Nets right now, last time I checked, they were sitting in like six in the East. So these guys are balling. Mikael Bridges, he was averaging like 12 points a game with the uh with the Phoenix Suns. With the Knicks, he's averaging 17 points a game. His averages went up on all categories, man. Mikael Bridges, man, this guy is gonna be the truth, man. He's basically superstar status. I think my uh, arrival take on him is next year, Mikael Bridges will be an all-star. Man, you know, and that I and think that, he'll be an all-star. That doesn't surprise me because I remember in the series against um the Milwaukee Bucks in the finals. Mm -hmm. Man, every time Mikael Bridges got that ball and shot, man, it's kind of like you hold your breath, like, because you know this dude is a sharpshooter. Yeah, and man. he can shoot from distance, man. And he can know, defend, too. He can defend, man. This this kid, man, was very impressive, man, when he was on that court, man, you know. And, you know, it's, it, it was a lot of other players out there that was doing their thing, you know what I'm saying? You had Devin Booker, but, man, this this kid, man, did his thing, man. He, was, he wasn't talked about a lot, but I noticed him. Right. And so it don't surprise me that his average went up when he went to Brooklyn Nets that he can be the guy on that team. I man. feel you. For sure, for sure. My next guy arrivals, James Robson, will be a starting running back initial for the New England Patriots. Now, you know, he a Jaguar guy, you know, the kid from Rockford. And what's, what's, what's crazy about this guy James Robson is, is that it's kind of personal for me because my wife, yeah. her cousin, her, her cousin, they do like like uh you no know, home shit you know they take care of old people whatever not right. whatnot so she told me that she know his mom okay you know, they from they from they from Illinois they from right. up that way you know what I'm saying he from Rockford Illinois matter of fact Rockford Illinois years, and uh, she told me that she knew him when I remember he first signed with the Jaguars she was like I didn't know who he was right. she was like oh y'all got that boy on my team my my uh my friend his, her uh son played for him for yeah, the Jaguars right. I was like who you talking about she said his name James Robinson so I went. Looked it up and it was like, well, Jack Wall signed this. He was an undrafted free agent. Undrafted free agent. So I was like, okay. I'm thinking like, man, he ain't gonna do nothing. I said, he probably ain't gonna make the squad. And and I was on that was on some hate shit. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was hating like, man, he ain't gonna make the squad, man. <laughs> he ain't gonna make the squad. But then he came out and did his thing, man. So for him to be, you know, he got traded to the Jets last year. Unfortunately, you know, he did his thing with the Jaguars, but I think he got traded to the uh to the uh, to the New England Patriots now. But I wouldn't be surprised if he have to, he's the starting running back for the New England Patriots. Yeah, the only reason why I say James Robinson will start, if you look at his upbringing, how he is, um, you know, his story, um, from what I know personally, and then just the type of player that new uh that. Uh, Belichick liked he liked those hard working guys. He's a hard working guy. He, he keep his head down. He not gonna buck against the system. And he's very he, he's quiet. Very quiet. He do what he's told. So I think he's gonna do well in uh, New England, man. So that's my another bold arrival take that I think James Robinson will be the starting running back for New England next year. Mm. You know, um, one of my departures and the only departure that I do have, man. I hate to say it, bro. We gotta get on Aaron Rodgers, bro. I think he on the way out the door, bro. And here's what, and here's my take on Aaron Rodgers on the way out the door, bro. This is a make or break year for him. Yeah. He's talking about going to the Jets. As you know, the Jets haven't won shit since Joe Namath. <laughs> you know, Joe Namath. Uh, the last time he even had a little buzz was with your boy Can't Wait. Bart Scott, when he got and said the little interview when they had uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rex Ryan, Sexy yeah, Rex, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and they had Sexy Rex, Sanchez. Mark Sanchez, butt fumble, yeah, Revis Island, yeah. So that's like the last time the Jets yeah. really had a buzz. 
Uh, that's been almost close to 10 years, maybe almost ago. Right, like, yeah, you know 10, what I'm saying? 10 years ago. And so this team has been irrelevant in the foot in the league for a long time. So if they bring an Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers remotely would be the best quarterback they had since Brett, I mean, since Brett Farr came to the Jets. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? And it's crazy that the same quarterback, the same team is going to the same team for the quarterback. (laughs) Because you think about it, and Brett Favre went to, he left the uh, the Packers, went to the uh, Minnesota Vikings. They went to the NFC Championship game. Correct. Then he went, did you know? And you know, Brett Favre did what Brett Favre did. And you, it's crazy. Aaron Rodgers doing the same bullshit that Brett Favre did. All this, I don't know if I'm gonna retire and think about this and this and all this other crazy crap. It's like, bro, you gotta figure it out, bro. Like, what you, what, 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 what you gonna do, man? Hey, you so coming to the Jets, though, man? So let me ask you this here, man. You what's up, though? Think it's a chance he'll go to the Minnesota Vikings or, or a team that's in that in that um conference? I don't think he'd do it. You know why I say that? Because Aaron Rodgers hate all those teams in that division. Yeah. Especially he, the Bears. Especially the Bears. He told me he owned them. So, you know, I don't think he'll go to any team there. The Jets, though, if he take that Jets job, man, he better be ready. The New York media is not going to play with him. Baby. Green Bay, they looked up to him. You got to think, a small market team. We They just happen to be, you know, they got Aaron Rodgers there. Right. But now, you go to the Jets, it's pressure coming. They expect you to go to the Super Bowl. You look at that team, oh, yeah. man, I ain't going to lie, man. Defensively, Robert Sala got them boys right. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, that Sauce Gardner, that yeah. defense nasty. Even when they played the Jaguars last year, you know I'm always tied back into the Jazz. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You look at that Thursday night game, that they defense kept tough. them in the game. Yeah, they played us tough. They played us tough, but, you know, we just pulled it out. But, you know, they basically a quarterback away, bro. They got goddamn Garrett right, Wilson. Right. Uh, they got the weapons, man. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, Aaron Rodgers, it's time for you to do it. If you don't do it this year, retire Aaron Rodgers. Retire. And you also retire. Ranking your players up there, which is Adam Lazar. Which yeah. Yeah. You got to retire, bro. If you don't get it done this year, bro. So, what's your arrivals in the party? My arrivals, man, I got to go with the point guard from the Knicks, Jalen Bronson. Jalen Bronson. Okay. I've been watching this kid, man, and each year he didn't got better, man. You know, I agree. You know, we look at his first year, first couple of years, man, when he was with the Mavericks, man. You know, he was. You know, averaging nine point three his first his first season. You know, then he went to eight point two, then he went to twelve point six last season, sixteen point three, and this year twenty two point eight, averaging three point five rebounds, six point two assists, field goal percentage forty eight point seven. Man, this this kid man can take over a game, man. And you know his scoring is not just sparingly, you know, within the system. This kid can actually take over a game, and right. you know. And, and when I've been watching him, man, you know, this, you know, and, you know, I thought the other kid from Duke was going to take over, man. Uh, R.J. Barrett was going to be that guy, man. But Jalen Bronson, man, is showing that, you know, this can be my team. Really? You know, this this can be my team right here. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, this, man, man, this, this team been playing good, man. You know, and, I, and you know, I, I, Knicks fans probably thinking that down. I'm kind of glad we didn't get Kyrie Irving and and and, and um Kevin Durant. You know hey, what I'm saying? Man, hey, we we see the debacle with that happened with you know with the New York Knicks. You know what I'm right. saying? They they under they underachieve. You know, That's so man, I'm saying now, you know, this guy, man, I'm watching him, man. You know, when you, when you can take over a game late in the game, down the stretch, man, and that says a lot because. Yeah. Down the stretch, all eyes on you. You know, it's easy to score in the first half. You know, 
the first half of the game or whatnot. But when when it come in that clutch, man, and you able to put up points and you able to say, man, I'm finna take this team on my back. And when I'm finna win is this game right here, man, that shows a lot, man. So that's my guy, man, I got for the rival. All right. You got some departures, bro. Well, departure. I have the Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh, the Raiders. Man, the Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders. I look, you know, I see this every year, man. It's like, you know, they'll do something good and they'll take a step back. Right. They'll take a step forward, they'll take a step back, man. You know, and we look at, man, like with, with Derek Carr, man, when he was there, man, Derek Carr looked like he was going to be that guy. And, and I, I'm confident that Derek Carr is going to light it up. You think he's going to light up in New Orleans? New Orleans, yes. Okay, we're going to see. You know, either that or they're going to get a new coach. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I know what Derek Carr can do. Right. But, man, we look at when um, when they got, what they got, John Gruden, man. Mm. Now, we know the history with John Gruden. John Gruden get a lot of praise because the championship he had at Tampa Bay. Mm. And, you know, I we are all, let's know this, man. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, you know, I ain't saying that, 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 that's new. Mm. This was Tony Dungeon team, you know. Real shit, real shit. And you know, I give him props what he was able to do with Brad Johnson, you no, know, but this team was already built. You right. know. And so we look at what he was able to do after that, man. It just he just went going downhill. And so mm -hmm. when he came along, which was already which already this was team was already being built, it's like it was nothing that was done that you did to make this team better. Right. And when you know, they departed with him and went with the coach last year. They became a playoff team, which they lost in the first round, but they went to play they, they in playoffs, right. And I believe, and my question was this, why didn't y'all bring the same coach back? I said the same thing. You know, after you, I said the same thing too, because I'm like, you know, this guy, Rob, whoever the coach was, I forget yeah. his name. He was a special teams coach, I remember. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy inspired these guys to play better. They played right. better once he got hired. And it's exactly. like, whatever he did, but you know, like you said, Raiders do Raider things. You know, uh, you know his son. He he just like well, he's a little bit better than Al Davis. You know, Al Davis is a speed guy. He just if you was fast, he oh, was drafted. He the same one. That's that's why he got um him and Ruggs. He oh was, yeah, remember, yeah. Remember yeah. the draft? Him and Ruggs was I want to say he was he the ran, first. He ran, he ran like a four two or something like that, right? He, yeah, he was either the first or the second receiver taken in that draft. Right. That draft class, you know. Right. And man, you know. We see this year out the year with the Raiders, man. You know, they'll they take a step forward and take a step back backwards, you know. And so now, with with Derek Carr leaving, you know, we, you got Josh Medangas as the head coach. And now who do you bring in? You bring in um, the kid that at San Fran, um, um, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is serviceable, you know, but... Do I think Jimmy Garoppolo going to be the guy to make this team better? I do not. I agree. I agree you know, too. I think I look he at when he was when he was with San Fran. You know, they had a good defense. They had a great defense, man. You know this this defense was lights out. Right. You know, and and they also had players. You you had got dog on Debo Samuels. You had George Kittle. You had Brandon Ayuk. You know, right. was able to get separation. So you know, and and I look at how Jimmy. Jimmy Garoppolo can play good under good weather. But when it comes down late in the game, we've seen it in the Super Bowl. We've seen it in other games and whatnot. You know, down in the second half, he's not a second-half player. You know, he haven't showed that. You know, when when it get late in the game, it's like he just go to throwing the ball everywhere, missing yeah. throws and everything. Right. Man, and we, see, that's a, 
and that's the thing, man, with him, man. Like, I think what what Josh McDaniels banking on, he banking on old Jimmy G when he was the offensive coordinator when he was in New England. He thinking, oh, a guy, I finally got a quarterback that know my system. You know, he wasn't really sold on Derek Carr. So it was like, now nah, I got my quarterback. So we just can hope that this. But what I would say about any Raider fan is, man, y'all need to fix that motherfucking defense, man. The defense <laughs> is what's killing y'all. I went to that Jaguar game when they played against the Raiders. Oh, man. And their defense, man, oh, my God, it's just atrocious. And if you look at Derek Carr, man, like Derek, Derek Carr, if you look at the years he was there, bro, he never had a, not even a top 15 defense. No, he have while he was there. So you can't expect – football is a complimentary game. The defense going to have to play off the offense, offense play off defense. And if your defense is not is not good, I mean, come on, man. Jaguars finished 17 in defense this year, and, and we was respectable. When you got the Raiders, they can't even finish in the top. They're in the bottom half – they've been in the bottom half of the league defensively for the last 10 years. Right. And they've signed a lot of money, and it just it just didn't work. And they brought in unique and Godquay that didn't pan out. You know the best player on their defense, Max Cross. Max Cross is that? You know, hands that, down. That dude, that man, he a beast, play. man. That dude can play. Yeah. And you know, and, and they, they, I don't know. Somebody, somebody gay on their team. I don't know. It ain't. It's not him. It's not him. It's not him. I thought it was Max Cross. It's not him. Oh, okay. But, I won't say that um, game motherfucker be tackling his ass off. I they they also that. had. <laughs> they also had this other kid they brought in, man, that didn't pan out, man. That he just thought but trade of thought when you said that, man. But you know, unique Nagakwe, they brought him along, he didn't pan out, you know. Mm -hmm. And oh, um Colin Farrell from Clemson. Yeah. He was a, he was a first round pick. He might have been the first Mike Mayock, that motherfucker. Yeah. Ain't that motherfucker. <laughs> now Mike Mayock, but his draft class was well, he was just as worse as uh Gene Smith. Gene when, we, Smith when we had Gene Smith and Jasper. Gene Smith but was I tell, in I would tell yeah. goddamn Mike Mayock by his non drafting ass. <laughs> Dude, you wasted draft picks. Your only pick you hit on, bro, was Josh Jacobs. Let's just keep it a bean. Josh Jacobs was about the only pick he hit on. Was he was he was he there for the draft in the um um Khalil Mack? No, they ain't draft Khalil Mack. Remember? Oh, they traded for him. No, I'm lying. He was with the Raiders. They traded him. Yeah, first they he was traded the first him. pick because Derek Carr came in the second, yeah, second he, round. He, yeah, they trade, but they trade him. Rootin got rid of him. Yeah, he looked, they looked up on that. They looked up. They but, up on that. But yeah, we're gonna wrap these things up. This the first official inaugural. Co-Pilots Podcast, man. I want to thank everybody for rocking out with us, man. Check our channel out on YouTube, First Class Media. We on YouTube. I'm dropping shorts every day, giving my opinions every day, man. It's your boy, Joe. And it's your boy, Greg. We are the Co-Pilots. We love you guys. Peace.